Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'm glad you have a chance to spend part of your afternoon with me. I've always tried to be entertaining, educational, a little bit enlightening. And today, I actually have a, an interesting guest here that's a, uh, he's a repeat guest on my show, but we'll have some fun with him too. I wanted to start out just because ever since the election, things have been a little weird. And what I've noticed is most people that I talk to have no clue what the Constitution's all about. So I figured today we would spend a little bit of time maybe educating or at least reminding, because when I was a kid, we learned some of this. Uh, my son, who's in his late 20s, learned it a little bit uh, maybe 15 years ago in fifth grade uh, school, but I'm not sure they're even teaching this anymore. So what I wanted to do was do a little primer about a couple things in the Constitution um, that, anyway, what I did was I've got an interesting article here, and it's called, Do You Support the Constitution? You're a Terrorist Suspect. And it says, it's from a website called What Really Happened? The History the Government Hopes You Don't Learn. It says, and I know that I looked this up because I knew this was true. I just had to find it today, and I did. I think this is about 12 years old. It says, from those same lovable folks who brought you the crimes and abuses of COINTELPRO comes the following brochure printed at taxpayer expense by the FBI and intended to be issued to law enforcement requesting that the Joint Terrorism Tax Force be called in the event suspicious behavior is witnessed. And what is suspicious behavior? Defending the Constitution. Says, read it itself on the inside page of the brochure. The defending the Constitution is cause to label you a terrorist suspect. Even referring to it is grounds for suspicion that you are a terrorist with all the harassment that this suspicion implies. So I went ahead and printed this brochure that the FBI printed at taxpayer expense to send to our police officers. And it lists uh, right-wing extremists quote, defenders of U.S. Constitution against federal government and the U.N., groups of individuals engaged in paramilitary training. Then uh, it says, common law movement proponents, fictitious license plates, um, refuse to identify themselves, request authority for stop. So basically, if you assert your rights as a citizen, you are maybe going to be labeled a terrorist, according to the FBI. Um, oh, and then here's some other tip-offs. Uh, Single-issue terrorists, animal rights, uh, violent anti-abortion extremism, cyber penetration, doomsday cult-type group, lone individuals. So anybody who's single out there, look out. You may be a terrorist. So that was my first part of my constitutional um, education today. My next little part is just simply something that I remember when I first looked this up, I noticed that I had never seen it very often. And what I looked up was the preamble to the Bill of Rights. Did you know that there was one? I, uh, anyway, I found that and printed it. So the reason we have a Bill of Rights can be summarized in the preamble. It says, Congress of the United States begun and held at the city of New York on Wednesday, the 4th of March, 1789. The conventions of a number of the states having at the time of their adopting the Constitution expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its powers that further declaratory and restrictive clauses should be added and as extending the ground of public confidence in the government will best ensure the beneficent ends of its institution. So that's how the Bill of Rights actually starts, and that's why it's there. And uh, the main, my emphasis is on abuse of its power. So anyway, they might, they might now label me as a terrorist because I just taught you a little bit about the Constitution that you may have forgotten. Now I have one other section of the Constitution I wanted to review because there's been a little confusion lately. So I wanted to read you Article 2, Section 1, uh, about the executive power, and this has to do with the election of a president. 
It says right here, the executive power shall be vested in a president of the United States of America. He shall hold his office during the term of four years and together with the vice president chosen for the same term be elected as follows. Each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature there may direct a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in the Congress. But the election of the president will be decided by CNBC, AP, and uh, what's that other one? I NBC. So, I am so too tired for this okay. nonsense, so anyway, Harold. So, so <laughs> the Constitution declares that the media shall appoint our next president. So I wanted you guys all to be aware of that just in the midst of all this election stuff. So now I'm going to get along to my guest, who has very graciously uh, come over again to help me out with Business Buzz. He's always got a lot of business knowledge, and he is attorney Scott Hubbard. And uh, welcome, Scott. Thanks for coming in. Do you know how hard it was to keep my mouth shut for the first two of those little (laughs) nuggets of yours? I just couldn't take it anymore by the third. What's wrong with you? I'm honestly... I'm honestly going to get my tuition back from my con law in law school because they didn't tell me that if there was a medical emergency, they suspend the Bill of Rights. I didn't know that. Now, you and I both sat through Doug <laughs> Jacobs' con law class and, well, sat. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. I yeah. can't really say drink heavily because that wasn't that class. But right. still, we never dealt with the issue of, of, of this nonsense where you, you just – why why would you just you're just I'm, are you I'm, saying i'm i'm saying are you saying i'm God, crazy things are so hard already and we're just trying just trying to move forward you know okay i know what it's like i for the record i was a hillary clinton supporter i know what it's like to have to feel like the presidency was just stolen by a crook and you know you just you got to say, you know, for the good of the country, this is what I said when Donald Trump was uh, elected president. I said, you know what? I hope, and I had a lot of Trump friends gloating after he got elected in 2016 because they knew how, how much I supported Hillary Clinton. And I said, you know what? And I said, just as matter-of-factly as I am now, I hope he's a better president than he is a person because when the president succeeds, America succeeds. Now, did I ever once in my in my little in my, wait no in my little uh, uh, monologue did I ever once say which president I was hoping for? <laughs> you did not. Okay, it was it was. I don't get political on business buzz. I'm everybody's friend. You're right. I represent it, everyone. It must have been it must have been Kanye West who you were thinking <laughs> right. of when the AP declared him president of the United States. Right. That, you that's know, the one I missed. Right. It was a bolt from the blue. Quite right. frankly, <laughs> okay. he he had a fantastic campaign. You know, but I have to say there was so much. I. You know, I started when people started talking about the Twelfth Amendment, and that was the one that says that uh, uh, the legislature, state legislature, determines how electors, uh, electors for the electoral college shall, shall be selected, and started saying Arizona, Pennsylvania, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, don't listen to the vote; the vote's corrupt. Uh, vote your conscience. Declared the Republicans the winner instead. That really alarmed me, not because it was, um, not because we haven't seen it before, but because that I really think as a nation might have been a bridge too far. Because a lot of these, you know, if you have, if you're, if, if you think that your vote doesn't count, and I'm saying this not only as a Democrat, but also as a Republican. You can't, America cannot survive if they think their votes don't count. Right. Because when you, when you drill down, when you drill down to the core of what makes us American, it's the right to vote. It's the right to say, we are not going to settle this through arms. We're not going to settle this through paramilitary organizations, which don't get me started on that either, my friend. (laughs) We're going to settle this. We're just going to take a vote, and whoever gets the vote wins. Yeah, that's the American way. And it's just such a 
beautifully elegant system. It's so simple. And, you know, without going, I know you have a lot of listeners who believe Trump when he says that he's, uh, that the election was stolen through him from him for fraud. And I get that. I absolutely get that. But I am at my heart a lawyer and I believe in evidence. And if you have evidence, and that's why I have not pushed Trump to concede. You know, I right because we haven't really seen all the evidence ex- yet. We still haven't gone through the recounts. Uh, we haven't, you know, they found X number of ballots in Georgia, which occasionally happens in elections. No election is perfect, but um, you know, he has the right to go through the process of of contesting the election. But if you're going to accuse that, if you're going to claim that the election was stolen from you because of fraud, then you need to produce some evidence. Right. You just do. Right. If, if I accuse someone of stealing from me, I better have at least a basis for making that claim. Right. And I, he's done 26 lawsuits in, I think, five, six different major states. I, right. I forget the exact number because we've had a, I've had like a really weird 48 hours, which I was telling Harold about, and we'll probably talk about later because we got nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're winging it today. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, um, you know, if if you're gonna claim the fraud, you gotta produce the right. evidence. So we just all have to be patient to see what's gonna and come he, forth. And if he doesn't produce evidence, then you know what? The vote gets certified, goes to electoral college, and Biden becomes the 46th president of the United States. Right. And that, we all just have to accept right. that. I that accepted is, Trump back four we're, years we're ago. We're in total agreement. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, I just don't like the overheated rhetoric of people, uh, you know, just, and it's it's all on Facebook, and a lot of them are my friends. I mean, good, honest people. And it's just, come on, come on, the election's over. Let's, if you're going to say that it was stolen, give me something, you know, and now it's they're kind of like, now, we need Rodney King. Why can't we all just get, get along? along? I know, right? Am I the new Rodney King? And now they're turning on Fox News. Fox News of all. They aren't far right enough for some. Chris Wallace, who, God bless him, Mike Wallace's son, and looks like Elmer Fudd. You know, all he needs is a hat and a, a shotgun and a waskly wabbit. And, like, I look at the man, and he's just as honest as the day is long, and they're turning on Fox News. And I <laughs> You think, know things are getting rough. Uh, it's just weird. It's like we are officially through the hour uh, looking glass, Alice. So how many things can you tell us about that makes this week so weird? Can you share some of it? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can. I can. This is a Christian... Yes, Network. Christian Radio. So I'm going to, I, I tend not to play favorites with respect to my Christian religion, but, uh, you know, I married, my wife is Mormon, and uh, I go to the fourth ward a that lot. That was wife singular. Is wife right? singular. Yeah, total bait and switch. You know, here I thought, you know, multiple wives. Nope. Didn't find that out till two weeks after we're married. I mean, it's just, what the heck? <laughs> so uh, I've, sp- I've spent a lot of time around Christians, even though I was not brought up a Christian. Uh, and I admire, you know, we might disagree on the basis for the belief, but you can't argue about the good that comes out of it. You just can't, because here are people, a sense of community, uh, a sense of honor, people uh, living their lives, being the best people they know how to be. You can't, you can't... I don't care if you if you don't believe in God. You have to admire that that aspect of it. And uh, another faith that, uh, well after I had married my wife, I sent my son to the Adventist school, Chico Oaks Adventist School. And these are just some of the most <sighs> wonderful people you're ever 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 going to meet. We're going to come up on the first break pretty soon. So, all right. You know, I, I, plus, I have a couple questions since your wife's a Mormon. Is Mormonism considered Christian? Is that sort of Christian or not? I mean, I'm fairly, fairly ignorant about it, I got to admit. Folks, go ahead and send your hate mail to Harold Littlejohn. There's that break that I need right now. (laughs) 
We'll be right back on Business Buzz with Scott Hubbard. Stay tuned. Here's Rick Box, founder of Unconventional Business Network, with today's Integrity Moment. When I was 25 years old, I left public accounting and struggled to determine what I wanted to do next. I read about a new concept called Rent-A-Wreck. It sounded like a groundbreaking idea, so I started my own used car rental agency. Looking back, my only real objective was to make lots of money. I had no knowledge or passion for renting cars and no legitimate reason to answer the question, why should this business exist? Proverbs 20 verse 5 teaches, The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. If you're considering launching a business, first ponder deeply the question, why should this business exist? If your answer is to make money, dig deeper to find a better purpose for your career. To learn more about Unconventional Business Network and doing business God's way, visit unconventionalbusiness.org. That's unconventionalbusiness.org. If we don't renew our minds daily in the Word of God, you will find yourself neglecting the Lord and forgetting who He is and what He can do. It can happen so easy to any one of us. In other words, you're going to put Him behind your back because you got other things to do. David Hawking explains why we should never stray too long from God's Word. This week on Hope for Today. Weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'm here talking with Scott Hubbard, the attorney that I've known since law school in the who in the 1990s. I don't want over, to date myself. Over two decades, you and I have known each other for 25 a, years, a quarter of a century. That's right. God, we're, we we're can, old. We're old friends. And we can can't you tell? <laughs> totally do better. I can do better. I'm not sure you can, but I can totally do better in the friend department. Oh lordy. Well. You know, it's hard to stay it's hard to stay in touch with everybody when everybody's always so busy. I mean, I get busy, you get busy. Yeah. You know. I was thinking that last I was not particularly well liked in law school. No, you weren't the class favorite. No, cuz I am an arrogant SOB. I mean, I just <laughs> am and I god, there's that one girl. I can't repeat what she said on the air and I suggested that maybe her engagement ring wasn't real and did she have it tested? That didn't go well. Oh no, it didn't. <laughs> no, no, not something a young woman wants to hear the day her fiance proposes. <laughs> right. Especially oh, from Scott Hubbard. Especially from Scott Hubbard, that SOB. I'm not going to let him Oh, yo, get him over here. Yeah. You know, well, oh, the, not to mention me. that I believe at that time you still had the hair halfway down your back. I'm you? growing it back. Do you see this? Yeah, I noticed. You look, I, you, I look, just, you look healthy. I've decided I'm using COVID-19 as an excuse to grow my ponytail back. I've done the same thing. I get a lot less haircuts, and now I guess they're going to be slowing them down again. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. I, I, You guys can't see, but I have like a full head of like not gray hair. Yeah, he doesn't. Are you 50 yet? I am almost 50. And yeah. I, it's not, it's all in the beard. Yeah. And, but none of it on my, on the top of Which my head. Which is sort of almost what you'd call a carrot top, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I was a redhead growing up. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just now I got this chance to, to grow my, my ponytail out and uh, I'm taking it. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when I used to bring my dogs to class? I think I remember that because it never bothered me. Big, Did it bother anybody? Slob- no, but just yeah. big, huge slobbering dogs right. just coming into the school and just making a, a total. Because I was, I guys, I didn't care. I really didn't. I, <laughs> right. I honest and truly don't care what people think about me. And there's something, there's something liberating about that because I'll, I'll wear flip flops and socks on cold morning. Yeah. It's like a total dad thing. And you know, I well, don't care. There is that saying that uh, what other people think about you is none of your business. <laughs> I've never heard that saying. <laughs> so that, I like good. to think, no, it is liberating to not worry about, because you know, if you get 20 other people and you're worried about what each one thinks, like in our class, which had 20 students, some of them were like, some of them were pretty smart and 
some of them weren't. Some of them. <laughs> but 18 out of 20 are all attorneys. <laughs> yeah. Well, nine, 18, 19. No. Did Shelly ever make it? I think Shelly made it. I don't think she? so. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, me and Shelly, the two that should have well, gone there's, first. There's the guy who died, too. Oh, who was that? Uh, John Little. Do you remember? He came in the very last year. John Little. He passed away during... During law school, and the you only sure his re- name was John Little. The only reason I remember him is it wasn't Little John. Oh, it was I, that's how I remember. So it he was came Harry, in in our final me. year, and now he passed. And away. he passed away. He uh, wasn't in a wheelchair, was he? Nope. Older gentleman, white hair, kind of. Uh, oh, I don't remember that. Sat in the front row, left hand side, and his uh, Cal Northern in like a real classy move. The following year, gave uh, his family a awarded him an honorary. Uh, Posthumous. Posthumous. Oh, he died while he was in class. It's the old, not in class. No, no, I mean, but I mean like, during. Oh, look, John. No, no, during. <laughs> during I, I don't school, remember no. that. No, he oh. died during like the the winter semester. Oh, yeah, I get. I just don't remember that. No, it's the only reason why I didn't graduate bottom of the class. It's because <laughs> yeah. John Little died. How do you How do you not know that? I don't remember that. You know, it's just holy you cow. Know, all I, re- I mean, you have a lot of people dying during your school years there, well, Harold. They uh, just can't remember them. Uh, yeah, well, I went to, um, I went to high school in the East Bay, and yeah, I had quite a, I had a few, not real good friends, but acquaintances die of drug problems back then. <sighs> Hay- Hayward was not a great place to be <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> as a teenager, <laughs> right. uh, you know, I mean, I survived. My brother did well. But some of my friends didn't do so well. I remember you mentioning that you were from East Bay. I yeah. didn't even think Hayward. Good I was thinking Hayward. like Berkeley. And, uh, honestly, Hayward wasn't a bad place at that time, but it just had a, I mean, it, it just was a little bit on the wild side as far as the, the kids. And also at the time, the Hispanic, uh, the, they call them Latino group now, I guess, they were part of a thing when the Black Panthers came out. Yeah, they had the brown berets, so really they were almost like kind of gangish at my high school. And uh, I mean, I got along with everybody; I didn't have any problems. But no one has a was... problem with the math nerd who wants to be an accountant. <laughs> I wasn't a math nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I uh, it was easier when when I graduated from high school, which was in the mid seventies. All you had to have was a C average to apply for a state university, which is Chico and a B average to apply for UC, oh, and you could actually get in back then with a B yeah, average. Yeah, those, those days are gone. Yeah, now it has those to be like a 5.0. Yeah. Do, you, do you know I went to Berkeley for a while? Yeah, before Santa Cruz or yeah, after? 10 months, 19 days, like Oh, yeah, seven it wasn't hours. for you, right? It wasn't. It was the gunshots I would hear outside my window oh, every night. Oh, you lived off campus, right? No, I lived on campus. On campus? <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, the yeah. unit two for anyone here who send their kids to, to Berkeley. I mean, I've driven through Berkeley since, and the Berkeley of today, it's clean, it's beautiful. There's lots of, like, these, these wonderful – it was gentrification, I believe, is the term – Lots of the the corporations came in. I mean, Emeryville. You remember Emeryville? Right, right. It used to be the stinky with all the gross sewage in the bay. You rolled up your window when you drove through. Right. It was dark. And I don't mean, I mean, like literally no electricity. You did not drive there at night. And it, uh, now they have a Barnes & Noble, a P.F. Chang's. Yeah, it's a nice area now. It's a nice area. And all of that area is nice now. Where was this? Thirty years ago, yeah, when you were going to school, dang straight, I would have, I would have stuck around. But you fit in pretty good at Santa Cruz, right? No. Wait, did, wait a second. Is there anywhere you would have fit in a There's little better? UC Irvine. Okay, that's where my son. That's went. where your son went. I, you know, I Harold's right because when I graduated from high school, I, um, I went down to a junior college in Mission Viejo, and you swam, and I swam under an Olympic swim coach by the name of Ralph. Uh, Philip Dar, we used to call him Flip, taught me everything. I, you know, he literally, if you were willing to learn, he would teach you. And he taught all of his swimmers basically how to be swim coaches. Like he said, this is how the stroke, this is what you want to do, this, that, and the other thing. And as God is my witness, I went from there to Berkeley. I should have just gone straight up to UC Irvine because it was just, I was down to Irvine. No, because I was in Mission Viejo. Oh, Mission okay, Viejo's. you're right, you're right. Yes, so I w- should have gone up to Irvine. But did you swim at Santa Cruz? I did. It was a Division Three, and I was slow enough to... 
That's like my son played Division Three tennis there. It worked out perfect. You know, and I, I if I had a, a limited bucket of money, I would probably shell out big bucks to get UC Santa Cruz its own football team. Can you imagine how baked out, barefoot right. hippies playing? That would be fun. Playing football, it would be worth the price of admission. You know, they almost got rid of all sports there. The year after my son left, they had a vote a student vote to disband all the sports. God. But that the sports survived. Somehow the vote didn't go against it. That is just, I hate to say it, that's just such a Democrat thing. You know, they're know. just trying to be so far left. I just, I don't, I don't I'm, like it. I'm a, you know, I'm a pretty liberal, pretty liberal Democrat you're, Yeah, you're like a, you're almost like a middle-of-the-road Democrat if there is such a thing well, these days. I used to be real liberal, but then, like, the Democrats got hard left and the Republicans turned hard right and it's just me by myself saying I don't get along with the no, Republicans. it's you voting for Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> I paralegal voted for Kanye West. I said, you're kidding me. She said, Scott, I live in California. All of our good votes are going for, for Biden. I could have voted for the Easter Bunny and it wouldn't have made a dang bit of difference. <laughs> and she's absolutely right. It, it, it legit doesn't matter. I mean, we're anything. We are pretty solid uh, blue here and that's that's what a lot of the the real my real republican friends they're they're outraged about all this stuff and and they drive through trucks with the trump signs and they do this that and the other thing they want to recall gavin newsom but you know the amount of population you find in uh north of uh, sacramento you get squashed by the Bay Area. Right. And so there's never, you're never going to recall Gavin Newsom. You are never going to go for Republican. It's just never going to happen. You live in the bluest state. I'm sorry, guys. I love you to death. But your first step is admitting you have a problem. Right. We're, we're going we're gonna to get back to that after the break. Stay tuned <laughs> oh, to no, Business Buzz. We'll be right back. <laughs> I am. If we don't renew our minds daily in the Word of God, you will find yourself neglecting the Lord and forgetting who He is and what He can do. It can happen so easy to any one of us. In other words, you're going to put it behind your back because you got other things to do. David Hawking explains why we should never stray too long from God's Word. This week on Hope for Today. Weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge. Defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Vegas. Capitol Hill Baptist Church in Washington, D.C. can now resume worship services according to a federal judge. You see, Pastor Mark Deaver had been in discussion since March with D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and the city government simply to allow worship services to resume in the midst of COVID lockdowns. Well, a preliminary injunction against the mayor from the U.S. District Court for D.C. now allows the 850-member congregation to resume worship services. Join PJI in prayer for churches that are experiencing discrimination across America. PJI provides legal representation without charge. Get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org. What's in your radio? What's in your radio? What's in your radio goes into your ears, into your head, into your heart. What's in your radio goes, goes, into, goes into your life. What's in your radio when you listen to our station? Good stuff. The stuff you want. Going first into your ears, then to your mind, then to your heart. Radio you want in your life. Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. What'd you say, Scott? Oh, hello. We're back on Business Buzz. <laughs> this is Harold Littlejohn, CPA, enjoying a conversation with Attorney Scott Hubbard. He's have a very odd 24 hours. Tell us how odd your 24 hours has been, Scott. Well, I know for most people at the reading public, about four years ago, my father was diagnosed with colon cancer. And 
we thought we got it all, and uh, he subsequently got into a car crash and uh, and uh, woke up upside down. They took him to Enlo. They x-rayed his chest, and they found out that they didn't get it all, and his uh, colon cancer had spread to his lungs. And so it's stage four colon cancer. And so he was just, we were treating with uh, Dr. Maj here in town. and I've heard... He's really well-respected, I think. Stanford graduate, the nicest guy in the world, uh, especially with my father, because my father does not... He's probably not the world's best patient. And he does not like doctors. Right. And so, (laughs) and what made Dr. Maj really, I mean, he didn't kick my father to curve, primarily because uh, Dr. Maj's daughter and my daughter are best friends. Oh, great. (laughs) That helped. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it does, right? And so um, Dr. Maj is stuck with him like a trooper. And um, yesterday we found out that uh, the cancer had spread to my father's brain. And it has been, to say, a roller coaster for my brother and me and my father's wife over the last 24 hours would be something of an understatement. Wow. Because he had been sick. Now, Harold will tell you, my family goes out to eat a lot, and he knows that not only because he does our taxes and we claim them all as deductions. <laughs> but I meet him there. <laughs> but he sees us there at, at Morning Thunder, and um, it's good not only because it keeps the family together, but it's a good time with an hour a day where we sit down and we all talk about business. And so for the last week, my father has missed the breakfasts. And so finally we came over on Sunday because Sundays, you know, that's when you go watch the Niners choke and lose. <laughs> I used to be a big... Don't remind me. I am such a Niner fan, and hand to God, it's like watching your kid get beat up at school and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Week after week, month Trust after me, month. I finally, in my little football pick and pool, I finally went against the Niners <laughs> and I made a bunch of points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Year after year, decade after decade. The Remember, Niners... they were in the Super Bowl just a few months ago. <sighs> yeah, I'm Don't sorry. Don't forget that. I still, you know, this, uh, what's his name? Kaepernick? Yeah. You know, set aside all his social justice right, his thing politics. And his politics and his hair. Hand to God, I don't fault him for any of that, but trying to. Thread that needle in the Super Bowl four times when and from that, five yards out in the interception. I mean, come on, you didn't have to throw the ball. Yeah, and I'm looking at it and right. he panicked. Do you want to prove to the world that you're a throwing quarterback yeah. or yeah. are you Kaepernick? He could have just ran it in, you know. And you want to know what I don't forgive? I don't forgive that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that said, so we found out about my father's brain cancer yesterday. And um, um, my father, who doesn't listen to anyone. Um, never has, right? Never has, and especially not my brother and me. He was all set to just let nature take its course. And it was, um, you know. That's oh, he didn't even want to go in? Is that what he no, was No, he thinking? was there. He found, they said, you're going to be dead by Thursday. They told him that? Yesterday. Whoa. And, you know, you're sitting there as a son, and I know every family has to go through this. I know that when, you, when you're a son, you eventually have to, if you're lucky, and I say if you're lucky right. because the Better alternative. Better than dying first. Yeah. Right. Is right. you're going to have to deal with the fact that your parents are going to leave this earth, shuffle off the mortal coil, if you will. And so you, you really prepare yourself for that. But when he said he wouldn't listen to my brother and me, he just said, yeah, I understand. I absolutely get it. I want to leave the hospital. I don't want treatment. His brother did the exact same thing two months earlier. And did his brother? And, and he passed away. Like wow. literally that day. And my father was like in the emergency room. I said, Dad, you're doing the exact same thing your younger brother did. We've seen how this plays out. Please, for the love of God, I enjoy doing, my brother said this, we enjoy having breakfast with you. Dad, do this. I don't want to do breakfast with Scott for the rest of my life. I need that third person. (laughs) He literally said this. And I'm like, thanks, Josh. (laughs) Oh, Josh does have some humorous bone in him. Oh, boy. I love my brother to death. And, and you know, Dad wasn't going to listen to anyone. And uh, his wife, his wife convinced him. She's a good Catholic, too. And, um, you know, all this, and so 
He so went, he has some sort of treatment. He went right back now? to the hospital because his brain was swelling. Oh, yeah. And there, the the fluid was building up, and so uh, everyone wanted him to get the surgery. I mean, it's like the difference between two days and two months. You get the surgery, right? And, and that's just one of those surgeries, probably to relieve the pressure, pressure. of the swelling. Yep. Yeah. And um, he got went home and. Uh, Decided there after talking to his wife that he was going to, and God bless her, because he wasn't listening to anyone else, but he listened to her. And uh, they took him back to the hospital, and it took him a while to get checked in because, you know, you walk out of the hospital once, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna make sure, you know, I, I joke. That's, I'm just totally speculating. Mike, I'm sorry. Mike's the CEO of Enlo. I, I'm joking. I'm absolutely joking. <laughs> okay. He goes to church with my wife, too. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we love Enlo. Yeah, we love Enlo. And so my father goes in for surgery today. Wow. And um, uh, Dr. Mosh, whose daughter is an Adventist and goes to the Adventist church, um, he, he arranged the surgery, and uh, the anesthesiologist was a doctor by the name of uh, McKeeb, who also is an Adventist who I've also known for the better part of. Does this of. have something to do with the Adventist medical up in paradise moving down here or there something? Are, there are certain, you, you find certain faiths are drawn to certain areas to help their community. I have found with respect to the Mormons, it tends to be uh, government service, um, helping missions, helping. Like Mitt Romney? Like Mitt Romney, like uh, Wally Herger. Oh, Walter, was he a Mormon? He was. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Is he still alive? Walter is doing fine. Thank oh, you for asking. Okay. I'll tell him that you care. <laughs> okay, good. Because <laughs> I, I got a chance to meet Doug Lamalfa. He was a guest on my I show. I heard. I was yeah. going to ask you how that went. But... He was like Herger's selected dude to follow, I guess. I don't know how they pick him. Well, there's, there's actually some stories about I'm that. I'm sure there is. <laughs> All I know is... He's a nice guy, and what I think is kind of funny, which I've seen with a lot of clients, the reason he wanted to go into politics was he was so upset when he, I think he went to San Luis Obispo, probably for an ag degree. Probably. Came back to work the rice farm. He was so mad when he found out that the county charges you for business assets that you've already paid tax on as personal property tax. So pe- some people don't know that. You pay tax on your real estate, but if you have personal property used in business like a desk or a computer or whatever, they charge 1% of that every year as personal. Pro- anyway, that's what got him so mad that he decided to go into politics. I did not know that. That's what he told me. Wow. Well, <laughs> I, you know. They're, no, and a lot of people, when they hear that, they get upset. <laughs> everyone's drawn. You know, I guess right. we all have our social justice that we want to... To right the wrong. <laughs> to right the wrong. So Dr. Dr. Mick was our my father's anesthesiologist today. And so that was that was kind of nice. And um it's funny because his friend uh Dr. Barry Johnson, who's um who's uh also an Adventist, and what gets you back on this is the Adventists pr- uh, promote health. Oh, okay. And wellness. And so, so they like lo- being medical A people. lot of their uh, school system is drawn to physical therapy, uh, dentistry, orthodontic, you know, surgery, medicine, where they can really help people. And they do a, so much good. And we actually have a family friend who had a cancer thing, and she, I believe, used Dr. Maj also. And so far, it it wasn't a bad one. It was like a spinal bone thing or something but so far she's pretty darn healthy well he's had it for four years and that's a long yeah i remember time. when he first got your dad first got diagnosed i kept kind of feeling funny when i called you guys in case he passed away and i hadn't heard about it i didn't want to ask how how he's doing so you know yeah every once in a while someone asks how my mom's doing and i say dead same as last week Right. Oh boy, that makes some awkward well, conversations. Yeah. <laughs> She's been gone for five years now, but I still say dead, same as last week. You know, it's like, like yeah, oh. it's like what I know. What, what can you do? But yeah. like you say, it it beats the alternative. They say there's nothing in life worse than losing a child. So at least you're outliving your parents. Well, parents are, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like 
like losing a dog, only much, 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 much worse. <laughs> Some people would disagree, but that just depends on their own family dynamics. I, I got a lot of dogs, though. <laughs> yeah. Out with the old, in with the new, you get sick and die, I'll replace you, too. That doesn't work with fathers <laughs> or mothers, as it turns out. <sighs> so what kind, of, uh, what kind of legal topics interest you lately? Anything, uh, anything um, interesting? You know, the two things that are really the... Other than con law, according <laughs> to Harold. <laughs> you know, the, the two things that are really that are really been on my mind lately, uh, the fun things. If you want to talk about fun yeah, things. Yeah, let's, let's done, keep it fun. Because I've been, I've been like a wreck the last 24 hours. The, um, the two things that have been fun is, number one, uh, we're really like, like a hair's breadth away from opening up the... Um, the, that Kiss restaurant, that Rock and Brew. That's what I was going to ask you. Because I know you asked me about that. Because every time. I really want the invite. That's yeah. all I care about is it's, being um, invited. We chopped down the trees so people can actually see it from the street. Did Sacramento County go backwards like Butte just did? Doesn't matter. Ask me why it doesn't matter. Okay, as soon as this breaks over, we will pick that up. It's a good reason. Stay tuned <laughs> to Business Buzz. We'll be right back. This is Pastor Chris Kinson from Community Church of God in Chico. Recently, many businesses and churches have been allowed to open up because the rate of COVID-19 infections has dropped. Our church is now open and we will resume our regular schedule. Our Sunday service will now be at 11 a.m. We also have a midweek Bible study at the church on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and a ladies' Bible study on Thursday mornings at our fellowship hall at 10 a.m. We have hand sanitizer and masks available. We also have a radio broadcast that can be heard every Sunday morning on KKXX at 1030. It's called Your Message for Today, and we hope that you would listen in and enjoy the preaching and teaching on this broadcast. We'd also like to extend an invitation to you to come and visit us at Community Church of God, 1095 East Avenue, Chico, California. And may God richly Bless you. Nothing hurts my mom that she showed anyway. She'd always say, you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. But she thought that meant she had to do it on her own. We were trained to help others, but there's strength in finding help for yourself too. We're in this together. The VA Women Veterans Call Center connects veterans with personalized information on VA services that can make a difference. Call 1-855-VA-WOMEN or visit www.womenshealth.va.gov. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. We're talking to Scott Hubbard, the attorney who I've known for a quarter of a century. And he's been working on a real interesting project. We're going to catch up with it right now because we're all going to go down and visit it as soon as it's open. Tell us about it. Well, for those of you who don't know, we've been opening up a, a restaurant with Kiss called Rock and Brews. And we've been doing it at Cal Expo. And you've been opening it for about four We've years now. We've been opening this restaurant <laughs> for four years now. Because let's be honest, having, um, first off, now is not the time to be opening a restaurant. That's right. But the flip side of it is also, anytime you negotiate with a, a government agency, especially state the state of California, it there are some wrinkles. Like, for example, when the state is burning down, uh, your project might not be on the fire marshal's front burner. Front, yeah, you know, it's like, let's see here. I can either fight these five raging infernos. Or, or get can, these guys a permit or for an extinguisher. I think I'm going to, you know. And, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's, always, there's always wrinkles when you're, doing, when you're doing projects like this. So in any case, we have, um, 
It's a 10-acre project. We're putting a restaurant on like seven acres of it because the other three are parking, and it's on the corner of Expedition and um, Arden. Arden. It's yeah. right there by the Cal Expo near the big mall. It is. It is. It is it is, near Cheesecake Factory? It is across the street from Cheesecake Everybody Factory. Everybody knows that spot. And so we're like putting in, because Cal Expo, this is what people might not know, is because Cal Expo is owned by the state of California, we don't have to listen to, to the COVID rules. Well, not only the COVID rules, but like the Sacramento Planning Department. Oh, they have it's, no, it's exempt because they, it's a state it's property. It's state property. Wow. We, we have our, they have their own planning department at Cal Expo. Wow. Uh, they have their own police department at Cal Expo. And uh, we... They probably have a little jail at Cal Expo. You know, I think that would be adorable. <laughs> <laughs> you might need it if you're serving a lot of beer. And so we were we were really the redheaded stepson because it took us it was really a long process just to get this far. I mean, I cannot tell you how much elbow grease and just politics went in to to get as close as we are to opening. And you know, we're not paying rent. I mean, we're paying rent, but we're not paying the the levels of rent that they imagined because we can't open our restaurant because the restaurant's not entirely finished. But it's beautiful when it will be done. I'm just going to pause and say that because like I said, seven acres, three of a parking, you got to figure out what you're going to put at a restaurant to fill that other seven acres. Cause let's say the restaurant building is, is at most a quarter of an acre. Right. You know, and that's a yeah, 50 big, by 50. That's, that's big. a big building. That's right. a barracks. What are you going to do with the other six and a half, six acres. And a half acres? <laughs> right. So what do we do is we, we put in two miniature golf courses. Um, we're, Don't you uh, have a, some kind of music venue We're going to do outdoor concerts. We're doing batting cages. We're doing go-kart races. And we have none of these things. <laughs> we <laughs> have you've absolutely never, nothing. And you've never done it before we're either. we're opening in a month. <laughs> are you really trying to open that oh, soon? Oh, yeah. We just want to... We want to open the the place. I'll tell you something. (laughs) Honestly, if you've got the COVID exemption being on state property, and you can open, wait, no, if you can open a restaurant and a music venue right now, you're going to become multimillionaires in a month. I would not do it because I'm still a Democrat, and the people who run Cal Expo are, you know. You can't shake your head like that. Quit asking for sympathy. Just get on with the 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 project. But but what Harold's hinting at is because because we're state property, you know, we fall outside the venue of the the county. The county stuff. Right. right. So the county can't come shut you down. Right. The Cal Expo Police Department has to. And they have their hands full. Because for the last four years, we've been the redheaded stepson because it has taken us forever to get this place up and running. Right. Uh, but you're really that close to possibly but we're opening? So that, and now we're the golden child because uh, someone, I don't know who, thought that because no one was using Cal Expo, it would be a great place to set up trailers uh, for the homeless people oh. who can't stay in uh, regular hotels with vouchers. Yeah. You, I'm not going to comment because you're here. <laughs> I do a lot of work with the homeless. He helps a lot of homeless. Folks. As God is my witness, I have it's like being the mayor of crazy town because it's just these are these are good people, these are hardworking mostly people, mentally but they ill. have they do have mental issues. Right. They just do. And there there comes a time when you put all a, a good chunk of them in one area, I think it's safe. You know, you're not disparaging you're, you're anyone have... when you say there's going to be some issues. social interactions and perhaps a few difficulties. And so uh, the um, the Cal Expo police are do have their hands full, and so if we were to open and and say this that and the other thing, I don't think they would shut us down. But it's God is my witness, considering how close the the virus the vaccine is, and I know there's right. It's we won't personal, get into that. It's a right. personal choice if you want to do it or not. Right. Um, you know, as close as that vaccine is, it's just like guys. Just wait five months. Where and we'll... I got to ask because I haven't been down to Arden for a long time. Where are there trailers right now on the Cal Expo property housing? I homeless? heard there are, but I haven't seen them. Maybe near the stables area. No, down the because road? we're near the stables area, right. far okay. enough away so you can't smell them. Right. But I've 
they're there. So did they skip the entire state fair this year? Or did they, they do a did. small one? They did. They skipped Absolutely it? skipped it. Wow. And so we're going to be, we're like primarily You're like the be, only way they're going to make any money this and year. And that's why we're now the golden child. Because <laughs> not only do, can they not put homeless trailers on our 10 acres or around it, uh, we're going to start generating money. Right. And it's going to it's going to be a big deal. And so what Josh and I, my brother and I are doing now is we're like combing every auction that we can find. To look for equipment look for, and tables. And we're and, and we're finding there's like go-karts out oh, there. Right. And there's uh miniature golf stuff and there's like water slides and water parks. I it's was almost thinking, like you're the scavenger picking up all the stuff I that's been am, abandoned. I well how about the one in Yuba City? That was the old mini golf that's been down with that big minor dude oh, that minor dude is awesome i'm so glad you know if you could could you get him and maybe I transplant would, him because you're would, in gold country I up would there never never in a million years not because uh it's not valuable it's just an icon that yeah but how long is it going to stay in yuba city well they didn't tear it down they tore down everything well, yeah they, but i mean that doesn't mean it's going to stay they left him there. No, I know, but that doesn't mean it's going to stay. It just, who cares? It's not mine. And they obviously recognize its value because they didn't tear it down. Maybe we could move it next to the Little John Mansion. Where's the Little John Mansion? The White House next to Winco. Are That's you my great great grandfather's house. Are you kidding me? That's my one claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you could just put a little sign on it and say, Grandpa Little John and just move him right there and put holes. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but that's exciting. So <sighs> the restaurant's that close to opening? Oh, yeah. It is just, it is. And I have to say, I I could not, I could not be more thrilled. How, I got to ask, is the rent a set amount or is it based on revenues like a mall rent would be? The rent is public record. And oh, we, good. We, so I can look it up. You can look it up. But if you were to look it up. Uh, you would see that it's um, uh, it's a combination of minimum rent with a percentage of the gross. Gross. And so, okay. or yeah, or, I think it's the gross. Well, good. Then you better make sure you have some net. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they they yeah. Otherwise, it yeah. will be gross. So, in any case, we're we're uh, we're just there's an auction right now that closes in a day and has water slides, oh. and I can't do what water the- slides, but I live on a hill. And I just keep telling my brother, Josh, get me a water get slide. Get me the water slide. Just, you know, just for your house? Just one. Yeah, just right down the hill, <laughs> right, you know, off the cliff and into Butte Creek. I have an idea for your first concert at the new venue. Which ones? Kiss. Ah, they won't play. But, you know, they could do like an acoustic set. I told my brother, I have a, there's a gentleman here in town by the name of uh, Tom Hoy who has an 80s tribute band. He and his. Oh, his yeah. Band. I've, I, I've met him. Have you? Tom, yes, I got a guitar pick from him. Really? Uh, I can't remember their name right off the top of my head. Blackout Betty. Yes, yes. And I, uh, I told my brother right off the, uh, right, like last time we left Cal Expo, I said, listen, when we do our grand opening, I want Tom's band to play, and I am going to die on that hill. You know, they are going to, we're going to have all these people here. They're I've very known, popular. They have I've a big known, following. Yep. And I've known Tom for like the better part of 10 years. Oh, where'd and you meet him? Baseball. Oh, Tom, did your kids play baseball together? Tom is an insanely good baseball oh, coach. Oh, and you, and oh, my, and and my son? son was, and I, I am awful at baseball. I oh, never, wow. I was a swimmer. I was cross country. I was crew, you know, nothing that requires hand-eye coordination. Right. But if, you know, if you're looking for raw sheer endurance, right. I got it. And so, uh, when Tom was Joshua's little league, uh, coach, uh, I just sat there and I listened to everything they said. I learned so much baseball from Tom is just insane. That's cool. I it's, didn't know he was baseball. And so enough that I could steal what he steal what he said. And with the Adventist school, uh, they had fall ball, uh, which let all the kids um, at that time we let the kids form their own teams and parents form their own teams before it was you know abused and they had all star teams get formed. <laughs> I would grab the I would grab the kids from this Christian school, and they would practice baseball during during school All right <laughs> and uh one of them was the angels and the other team was the brewers because if i'm going to name a, a baseball team for a christian school i'm gonna name it the brewers okay <laughs> <laughs> and I, we had 
we had these three teams and it was just so much fun taking what Tom taught me and, and just coaching yeah. coaching these these kids and when one team played the other oh it was it was just that was and the school showed up to watch yeah it was it was such a joy i mean it was just everyone cheering for everyone and one team you know even these kids who grew up with each other they you know and some of them were best friends they did not if they were an angel they did not want to play for the brewer and if they were a brewer they did not want to play for an angel right. you know, you know, that's it's sorry guys, you know, one of the teams short, you mind going over? No, I am not going on to the other team. They were <laughs> loyal. They were fiercely loyal about wow. what team they played for. And you know, it just so happens that uh the my wife's favorite cover band was scheduled to play this weekend at Feather Falls, but with the new Universe. rules they're not. But they would be a perfect band for your new venue. <laughs> Hey, you know and what? You'd love them. I would love them because they're called Skin and Leonard, and they do a dead on Leonard Skinner. I know Skin, Skin on Leonard. Skin and Leonard. I know them. I've yeah. seen them. Yeah. Uh, and they need places to play. So if you could open that place up, oh, you could have ten bands a weekend because they all need a place to play. It is going to be. It's it's like an outdoor music venue, but because we're on Cal Expo and like there's there's no businesses around us. There's no. I mean, we're close enough to be seen, but far enough not to be heard. Is the old El Torito still a building there? It's still a building, but it ain't an El Torito. Right. Is it still a restaurant? Well, these it's, days, it's maybe shut not. down. Shut down. And is there still a big and tall clothing down there that used to be? I don't next... remember big and tall, but well, the Monterey. Uh, is the Shell Station still there? The yeah. Shell Station is still there. And is that crazy uh, Univision Mexican station is, still there? But they shut down Hooters. Oh, oh, no. I, I know, right? Well, they, they, so your competition <laughs> is gone. <laughs> so now you can hire plenty of waitresses. Yeah. I, Wait, Christian Radio, I got to slow down. I was going to say, dude, hey. that's my friend said that's just a sexual harassment hey. lawsuit waiting to happen. Thanks for being my guest. We'll have you again. Thanks, Scott. Thanks to you, Harold. Visit me on fun. Business Buzz next it's week. Thanks for listening. Bye, yes, guys. Every- KKXX, Paradise, K280GL, Chico, and K283AR, Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com, I'm Keith Peters. President Trump is cheering a new milestone on Wall Street. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reports. The president welcomed news that the Dow Jones Industrial Average traded above 30,000 points for the first time. We've never broken 30,000, and that's just despite... Uh, everything that's taken place with the pandemic. In White House remarks, he said the financial markets have received a boost from hopeful progress on the development of coronavirus vaccines. That's been absolutely incredible. Mr. Trump congratulated his administration as well as the American people. Greg Clugston, Washington. Joe Biden has introduced his selections for his national security team. It's a slate of foreign policy and national security experts from the Democratic establishment to serve as some of his most important advisors. But Senator Marco Rubio is signaling he'll likely vote against what he calls the globalist cabinet nominations from Biden. Capitol Hill correspondent Bob Agnew reports. Rubio tweets his opposition to Biden's selections for Secretary of State and U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations. He characterizes Biden's picks as caretakers of America's decline. Rubio tweets he favors American greatness and writes, quote, I have no interest in returning to the normal that leftists depended on China. Rubio, a potential 2024 GOP presidential contender, has recently positioned himself at the forefront of the party shift in focus toward working class voters. Bob Agnew reporting. Waiters and bartenders are losing their jobs again as governors and local officials shut down indoor dining and drinking establishments to combat the nationwide surge in coronavirus infections that is overwhelming hospitals and dashing hopes for a quick economic recovery. The timing just before the holidays couldn't be worse. Los Angeles County restaurant owner Greg Morena says he's dreading having to notify employees that they won't have a job over the holidays. 
More on these stories at townhall.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. The number one gift in this stressful year, relaxation from Homedics. Soothing stress for over 35 years, Homedics is the top home massage products brand with gifts for every aching muscle on your list with free shipping on orders over $50. Holiday supplies won't last, so avoid the rush while you can at H-O-M-E-D-I-C-S dot com. Get the perfectly relaxing, perfectly affordable gift now at Homedics.com and major retailers everywhere. Here's the townhall.com business brief. Earlier at the White House today, President Trump applauded a new milestone for the Dow Jones Industrial Average. The stock market Dow Jones Industrial Average just hit 30,000, which is the highest in history. We've never broken 30,000, and that's just despite uh, everything that's taken place with the pandemic. Investors were encouraged by the latest progress on developing coronavirus vaccines. The S&P 500 index, which has a far greater impact on 40K accounts than the Dow, rose 1.6 percent. The Dow gaining 454 points to close at 30,046. The Nasdaq was ahead 156 points today to 12,036, and the S&P 500 up 57 to 3,635. New York oil gained $1.83 to $44.90 a barrel. With business... I'm John Scott. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters.